makes sense. And so it's um, it's a nice retreat to go somewhere where where things seem to happen for a reason, and things make sense. And is that part of the writing process for you as well? These characters are definitely friends I would like to have in real life, and so I enjoy spending time with them. I enjoy spending time in that world. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some writers are given control over universes that already have huge backstories with enormous fan bases. Warren Ellis is a novelist and comic book author. He's written for dozens of titles and is very pragmatic about the pressures. You're invited into a very old house and asked to decorate, redecorate some of it for the owners. You don't own the house, you're paying for your own paint. And you just want to do a good job so that you get paid, but you can never pretend it's your house. And it is a very old house. Some of these comics properties have been in continuous publication since 1939. Generations have lived and died working on these things, and Superman is still 29 years old. (laughs) So there isn't a Bible you're handed. There's not a cheat sheet because so much of it has been done on the fly and some of these characters they just want to keep in publication and don't necessarily care that much what you do with them but for one man those pressures must be absolutely immense J.J. Abrams is the director of both the newly rebooted series of Star Trek films and the new Star Wars sequel Mark Zakree knows J.J. And explains how he's gone about balancing the need to tell new stories with not upsetting existing fans. I know J.J. Abrams, and we've had these conversations, and he wasn't a Star Trek fan. And so when he took on Star Trek, originally he wasn't going to direct it, but then when the script was written, he ran it by Spielberg, who's his mentor, and Spielberg said, you have to direct this. And he did. But what he did was he brought aboard someone who was sort of a lukewarm fan, and they brought aboard a couple of people who were huge fans and knew the canon, and he would run things by all of them to gauge if someone who doesn't know Star Trek likes this and someone who's sort of lukewarm on it likes it and someone who's crazy about the original likes it, then he felt he was on firm ground. And so that was how he was doing it with Star Trek. But Star Wars is very different because he grew up with Star Wars and he's a huge Star Wars fan. And I think, you know, as much as he wanted to get Star Trek right, I'm sure that he very much wants to get Star Wars right to a much greater degree. That degree of rightness, though, is always a matter of debate, isn't it? Because the Star Wars prequels, which were written by and directed by George Lucas and, you know, by definition, therefore, canon, included characters that the fans would quite happily see murdered in the first few seconds of Star Wars 7. Jar Jar Binks, for example. Yes, well, my friend Ian McCaig, who created Darth Maul and Queen Amidala, 